Welcome to our Harvest Men of Valor podcast. This is Pastor Elijah. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, it is already 2022. And I heard someone say the scary thing about this year is if you say it slow, it sounds like 2022. That's T-O-O, 2022. (laughs) That's a corny joke. But regardless of what may or may not come this year, we know that Christ's return is nearer than it's ever been. Why don't we uh, open with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are and all that you do. And Father, we just lift this year up to you. We pray that you bless it. We pray for this study, that you would continue to help people grow and that you would minister to their hearts. So we lift this all up to you and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this week we'll be continuing in our study through the book of Acts in chapter 9, verses 1 through 24, um, and we'll be looking at one of the most radical conversions of the early church, Saul of Tarsus. Um, and what better way to start the year off than talk about a guy whose life was dramatically changed? And when we think of change, certain words come to mind like modify or alter or to adjust or switch. We think of words like transformation. And whatever word comes to mind, we know that if something is changed, it is different than the way that it used to be. And when you think of a car, There are subtle changes like adding a steering wheel cover that most people may not notice. And then there are noticeable changes like new rims and tires that some people may notice. And then there are major changes like changing the color of your car, which most people who know you and your car would notice. But a change that everyone would notice, regardless of whether they know you or have ever seen your car before, is the change that occurs when one thing encounters another thing so powerful that the impact makes the thing unrecognizable. See, if a car is hit at full speed by a diesel or a train, it will never be the same. And it will be so changed that it will no longer be recognized as a thing that it used to be. People know that this thing has been changed. And this is what we see on the road to Damascus when Saul of Tarsus encounters Jesus. The impact was so great that after their encounter, Saul was changed radically from one of the worst persecutors of Jesus to one of the greatest proclaimers of his gospel. But before we get to the radical conversion of Saul, let's first look at the radical corruption in Saul. So Acts 9 verses 1 and 2. Then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Just a little background on Saul. Back in Acts chapter 7 and 8, Saul was present at the death of Stephen. And chapter 8, verse 1, said that Saul approved of Stephen's execution. And it was there where Stephen preached his powerful and convicting sermon, giving the Jews a complete history lesson of the Old Testament and how their rejection of Jesus is just like their forefathers' rejection and murder of the prophets. And Paul witnessed all this. And I imagine he heard Stephen's sermon. And we know from Scripture that Saul was a Roman citizen by birth from the city of Tarsus, uh, but also a Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin, and a Pharisee and member of the Sanhedrin and was taught by the great Jewish scholar Gamaliel. This would mean Paul understood Stephen's speech clearly and most likely understood the implications made against the Jews and Judaism. Imagine having everything you ever believed to be true brought into question with evidence so overwhelming that the only thing you could do in the name of your sincere convictions is silence these claims by any means necessary. And it says in verse 1, of chapter 9 that Saul was breathing threats and murder. And we know from Acts chapter 8 
that Saul went on a murderous spree ravaging the church. And the idea of breathing threats and murder is like that of a horse in battle breathing and snorting in intense warfare. And the fact that he was breathing threats and murder reveals to us that Saul's sole purpose in life had become the persecution of the church. He was full of hate, anger, and rage. But it's often said that facts don't care about your feelings, but when a person's feelings are pressed by the facts, it often leads to uncontrollable wrath. And we see that today sometimes when people um, who are overly emotional or they're tied to something and the facts come in and prove that what they believe was wrong. So Saul, in his rage, he went to the high priest and got permission to ravage the people of the way. Now, obviously, the people of the way, they're speaking to the people of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. I believe Luke gives us this information on Saul to show the reader how unexpected and radical Saul's transformation was, that Saul was the worst enemy of the church and there was no debating or reasoning with him, that Saul was already on the battlefield with weapon in hand cutting down his enemies. But he finds out real quick that he's messing with the wrong one. And like many of us, he encountered Jesus. Now, there are three things I want to show you in Saul's encounter with Jesus that I think we can look for in our lives. And the first is in Saul's encounter with Jesus, we see Saul's sin confronted. Acts 9, 3 through 5, it says, Now he, speaking to Saul, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. See, Jesus didn't just shine his light and say, Hey, Saul, look at how good it is over here. Come follow me. No, he called out his sin and made it personal. See, Saul wasn't just persecuting the church. He was persecuting Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. And this reminds us how we treat his bride is how we are treating Jesus. How we treat our wives, our kids, or other believers is how we treat Jesus. See, Jesus takes the treatment of his church personally, and our sins are a personal attack against Jesus. And this is why when we encounter Jesus, he confronts our sin. And I think it's why it's important for us to talk about sin when we present the gospel. Because our sin is against God. And David said, against you and you alone, I have sinned. That glorious light of heaven that blinded Saul is from a God so holy that none of us deserve to look at it, let alone dwell in it because of our sin. And sin is what separates us from God. And just like Saul's encounter with Jesus, when we encounter this holy God, we are confronted with our sin. In Saul's encounter with Jesus, we see Saul's sin confronted. Now, the second thing in Saul's encounter with Jesus we see is that Saul's soul was converted. Now, the definition of conversion is a change in form, character, or function. See, Saul had a change in form, character, and function. Now, I'm going to summarize this next portion of Scripture because I've already talked so much and we don't have a lot of time. So, verses 6 through 19 um, in an overview is after Saul encounters Jesus and is confronted for his sin, he's in a state of blindness and humility and ready to listen. And Jesus gives him instruction to go to the city where he will receive further instructions. And at the same time, Jesus was instructing one of his followers, Ananias, to look for Saul. And verse 11 says that he was praying. Saul was praying. And verse 13 says, Ananias, and you know, he was probably a rational man, just like some of us. He said to the Lord, Lord, isn't this the man that has the authority to persecute those that call on your name? But God reassured Ananias. And I wonder if 
he mentioned Saul's mission to suffer and go to the Gentiles to make Ananias feel a little ease about this. Like, yeah, he did all this, but he's going to suffer and he's going to go to the Gentiles. And and that's just a thought. I'm not trying to read anything to, into the text. I'm just thinking that could be the case. But the Lord had Ananias go and lay hands on Saul, heal his eyes and baptize him. And here's the deal. The thing that both of these men have in common is they both obeyed the Lord. And when compared to Ananias, who was already converted and walking in obedience, the evidence of Saul's conversion was him walking in obedience. See, they were both functioning in the same way. Paul was functioning in a different way, a converted way, because he simply did what God told him what to do. It says that Saul immediately went where the Lord told him to go, even though Paul couldn't see where he was going. So truly, Saul had to walk by faith and not by sight. And Saul prayed. God told Ananias that Saul was praying. And imagine hearing that your enemy is on their face praying. So Saul's encounter with Jesus changed him. And I don't know about you, but it kind of gets old hearing about the conversion of all these high profile people and seeing no evidence of conversion in their life. You see the same old social media posts, the same old content in their songs with the lyrics, the same type of movies always starring in the same thing. Nothing has changed. And most of these people tend to be nominal Christians, Christians in name only. And my boy, Pastor Jason Powell, you guys all remember him, said, if you are who you always been, you're probably not saved. And look at Saul. He didn't continue to preach the law. He didn't go back to his old ways. He didn't continue killing Christians. Paul was different. He was changed. He was converted by his encounter with Jesus, not his religious system. I wonder if this is why Saul was so radically against Judaism in the church, because he understood the dangers of an unchanged heart. And he saw who he was in the light of Christ. And he saw that the law could not convert the heart, but only an encounter with Jesus could convert the heart. So Saul was confronted, he was converted, and finally he was compelled. He was compelled to do something for Jesus. Acts 9.20 says, And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. So once Saul recovered his strength, he immediately began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. Now, obviously, this was a dangerous thing to do, proclaiming the very Jesus he used to persecute. But remember, Saul had an encounter with Jesus. And we know that this had such an impact on his life that he was willing to suffer for it. To the average man, what Saul was doing may seem like he's out of his mind. But in 2 Corinthians 5.14, Paul, and he was Paul at this time, puts it this way. The love of Christ compels us. Speaking of the gospel, it was the love of Christ through what Jesus had done for Saul on the cross that compelled him to move forward and preach the gospel. Now, we all know the story how Paul immediately goes to preach the gospel, and then Paul spends three years in Arabia getting some discipleship, growing in his faith, and he returns back, and he begins to start his public ministry. But right here it says, immediately he went out to preach the gospel. See, Jesus stopped Saul on the road to Damascus and changed his life. It was truly an act of mercy to allow the man who was destroying his people to build his people. It was truly an act of grace to take this man who was breathing threats of murder and allow him to breathe life and truth. It was truly an act of love to give this man who waged war against him the peace that surpasses all understanding. See, when we encounter Jesus in a real way, the impact is so great that we will never be the same. It changes us to the point where we want others to have the same Jesus and the same encounter that we have had with Jesus. 
See, in Saul's conversion, we see his sin is confronted, his soul is converted, and his heart is compelled to preach the gospel. Now, the beauty of Saul's conversion is we can see that no one is out of God's reach, that anyone can be changed by Jesus. And this gives hope to all of us, not because of the great things that Saul did through Christ, but because of the great work Christ did in Saul. And perhaps you have children or family or friends or a person you think is unreachable by God. Well, this story of Saul of Tarsus, who is more commonly known as Paul the Apostle, is a testimony of the hope that we have that Jesus can change anyone. So in closing, let me ask you this. Perhaps you're in a place right now where you feel like you need to encounter Jesus. Maybe you need to confront your sin, or maybe you haven't been acting like a convert and you're struggling with obedience, or maybe you just don't feel compelled to do anything. Well, family, I urge you to remember the gospel. Remember the cross and how Jesus laid down his life for you. Remember the resurrection, how he rose and one day we will rise with him. And see, we may not have Saul's radical story, but we are no different than Saul in that we have fallen short of God's glory and our need of his salvation. Remember, we have the opportunity to encounter God in his word every day. We know how Saul's story ultimately goes. There was suffering. There was beatings. He went to prison and ultimately he was put to death. But the other side of Paul's story is there was a ministry that echoed throughout time and history and it even reaches us today as we read about this man who was hit by the force of his savior and was changed to the point where he was no longer recognized as Saul of Tarsus but instead Paul the apostle. I pray that we encounter Jesus every day to the point that we are no longer the same. Now happy new year family. God bless you guys. We're picking back up this new year. And if you want to study these things deeper, I want to encourage you to join a Harvest small group. And you could join our men's, women's, couples, or co-ed groups at harvest.church forward slash groups. Once again, you're listening to our Harvest Men of Valor podcast. This is Pastor Elijah. God bless you guys.